We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. In that situation, you're playing Messi, Ronaldo, Quaresma, and Pavone. Yeah, that's that, exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was talking about. Yep. You play Quaresma in, in a midfield spot. I play Quaresma in a goalkeeper spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source of fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday evening by Jordan Cooper to talk about, I guess, the last two days maybe, uh, and then preview Saturday's uh, Daily Fantasy World Cup slate, which is the first one of the knockout rounds. Jordan, we were talking just now about just the zany lineups that we have been losing to over the last few days, and I feel a turn coming here that now that we're getting to the knockout rounds, uh, I think this is where the sharper players will take advantage. Do you disagree or agree? No, it's a short slate. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, I, I, I thought the four-game slates were like, okay, and then we don't get the lineups, and we'll slate swap and use skillful edge there, which, which I've been able to do to salvage. But it almost seems like I'm doing salvage jobs more than 
Like, oh, I could just leave in the chalk plays because I'm ahead. Right. Type of situations where I'm just trying to trying to make up ground going into the late games. But on a two-game slate, I mean, we, we, we play two-game slates. Interleague, Sunday, Premier League. Like, that's a variance fest in and of itself. I mean, you get the center back that scores a goal, and that's the only goal on the slate. You win, right? If you if, if he's 23% owned in cash, I mean, you, you better have other people also. So I mean I I don't I don't think it's it's any different not well not on the Saturday slate maybe on some of these some some maybe on Sunday maybe that that could that could be a be, a better slate I mean only because Saturday is like basically you're 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 fading a goal scorer no matter what right right um, do you want to talk about Wednesday and Thursday I, I don't even, even remember who played I can't remember I, who Wednesday pl- today is Thursday so I remember who played I made money today that's the only reason why I can think of today yesterday was. Uh, a disaster for me. I believe yesterday was my worst day of the entire World Cup. Um, well, yesterday was the Germany fail. The Germany fail. Um, the eventual Neymar fade. The Mexico fail. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't play even much want to Mexico. Right. I mean, basically, uh, Germany. I, I, were had a minus... to, I had plenty of Mexico. Well, well, Germany was a minus five fifty favorite with an over three total, and uh, and no man. Essentially, Moyer. I mean, Manuel uh, Thomas Muller. That right, was, and Thomas Muller was out, uh, and basically Kimmich and Kroos reached value because the game script happened yet again. Yet again. That Germany were desperate to score, and uh, they didn't. So mm-hmm. there you go there. I mean, I did play Kimmich. I uh, played Kimmich as well, yeah. Right, but the whole who you fill the second forward spot, it's like Royce or Werner. Royce or, Werner turned out to be the better choice, yep. but neither of them were I mean, neither of them were great. Yep. Turned out to be Coutinho. Right, turns out to right exactly. If you Neymar and Coutinho, that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Okay, I'll consider that done for uh, Wednesday. And then today's right. slate was James getting injured and getting one and a quarter points at ninety percent. At ninety percent, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Who was your second forward today? My second forward today was Quadrado. Oh, okay. Oh, well, look at you. I had a choice. The choice that I made, and I made it wrong. Uh, I don't know if it would have helped me as much. I bubbled some dub- I'm bubbling so much stuff mm-hmm. that it's like I'm not going off the cliff and I'm making it up. I made it up in GPP today. So it was just a small loss mm-hmm. in general uh, because I did have to pivot afterwards anyway after seeing PMR and everything uh, that my choice going in was do I take Quadrado or do I take Quintero? That was my choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't going to take Niang at 7,000. Okay. With Keita in the lineup, and Senegal at the moment were the biggest underdog. They were bigger underdogs than Panama was to Tunisia. Hmm. So I'm not going to pay 7K for the biggest under for a bigger biggest underdog. I'm going to play a cheap player. I have no problem playing Shibasaki. Great, gave me two and a half points. <laughs> uh, Did you I consider Keita at all? No. Why not? I wanted to play more Colombia. Oh, okay. Like if I, if given the choice, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Give me the big favorite. I, I don't want to take Grzyski. Probably should have, but uh, I'm like uh, I don't want to have to guess between James and Quintero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could have played them both. Mm-hmm. But see, this is the, this is the funny thing. I saw some sharp lineups uh, with that. I, I I still wonder how much of the result is uh, kind of tainting the. My thought on the move. 
Well, my my move was disastrous. <laughs> okay, my move was because I I I decided to fade Niang. Mm-hmm. I was going to play Shibasaki. He was forty percent owned. So I mean, for forty three hundred, he gets two and a half points. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't care about my goalkeeper. I cared about I'll play Mahika. Dank thanks for not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was highly owned in cash. I'm going to play James, so he fills a forward spot. I'm going to play Kazri. He fills a forward spot. Uh, the question was, is do I... Here's here's the 2v2. Do I play Quadrado Tielemans? Or do I play Quintero Yanazai? Hmm. And my determination, two things. One, uh, although I was pretty positive that Kazri would play... I wasn't 100% sure, and going into that game with the forward spot to play and him not playing would be ridiculous, because mm-hmm. then who do I play, mm-hmm. pretty much? Vardy, Rashford, Ben Youssef, and Cash. I think uh, was forward eligible, isn't he? Yeah, but still, I mean, but then I have all this money, and that, mm-hmm. then what do I do, right? Uh, but, I mean, that was a somewhat of a consideration. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing was, uh, Quintero, probably safer floor, because he'll split Set pieces. Yep. But I think Quadrado is more valuable in open play. Yep. So, do I think Yanazai is 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 sixteen hundred dollars worth more than Tielemans? Right. I didn't think so. I thought like, I I'm guessing Yanazai maybe on set pieces. It, it could be Hazard. It could be Tielemans. Yeah. It could be who knows. Uh, do who do I who do I trust more? Like fifty seven hundred for Yanazai and then Quintero. And then, you know, Hamas takes everything and Quintero's value goes down. Or Cordrado, who's going to play 90. I mean, in a must-win game. Mm-hmm. Most li- I mean, he's not going to come off. He has the more open play value. And I don't see the difference between Tielemans and Yanazai. So it's like, okay, Cordrado, Tielemans. Mm-hmm. Instead of Quintero, who got the insist, and Yanazai, who got the goal. Mm. But, I mean, I'm not, playing, I'm not playing guys based on assists and goals. Right. So, I mean, that's I'm not thinking in terms of that. It... The results afterwards showed that, wow, that was a disastrous mistake. But Tielemans did get an assist. Yep. And Quadrado put up seven and a quarter, which wasn't the end of the world, nope. I guess. Yep. I played Lewandowski. So I, he had only three. Oh, geez. Why'd you do that? Because the World Cup doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. So you went, you went, you went with the bonkers reason, and you still got, you got screwed by the, by, well, why not play Lewandowski in cash? Because who did this so wacky? Right, you have all this money. I, I understand because you have all this money. Mm-hmm. Like you look at your lineup and you go, "How do I spend it all?" And you start paying up places, but it's like I'm not paying up for Lewandowski. I I thought Lewandowski's uh, goal odds were better than any other forward reaching ten points. Okay, I, okay, at least there's a reason behind mm-hmm. it, right? Okay, I get it. Poland are the better team than Japan for sure. I get it, right? Okay, that's why I played Fabianski. Okay, and he got he got your points. Yep. Yep. Okay. I mean I, I see that. I mean I saw Lewandowski in cash. He was like twenty, twenty five percent owned. Mm-hmm. The one right? that I and was had... surprised was so, that was so low owned that I played was Keda. Oh yeah, because no no well no one he did he didn't start either of the other mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. I mean he put up eight points. He was good. Yeah. For right? much cheaper. I thought he could basically match Niang and he was going to be cheaper. And I didn't think Niang's ownership was going to be so high that I needed to play him. So, but essentially, the the twenty three percent of people that faded Kazri and his thirty points mm-hmm. 
you were dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what saved me. That's what saved me in cash. Why did you not play Shibasaki? Why not? I saw the lineup. There's no one else. I mean, who did? I guess Husami could take some, and I mean, but did you think they were going to get that many? They still have to win. Yeah, and he's still going to be. Owned. He was forty percent owned, so I I can't be wrong taking someone that's forty percent owned in cash. Okay, I knew he would be popular. He would. He was the like if I play him, if I don't, if I whatever. Like I'm, I I I wasn't thinking in terms of do I play Shibasaki or Tealmans. That's where I, I already was. have Tealmans in. That's where I was, and I played Tealmans. Okay, but I already had Teal. I mean, I was right. playing both of those guys. So now you, the the other player would be like, who do I, who, who do I play? I mean, I could have gone up to Trent Alexander-Arnold, and then now I'm stuck in a zone of, like, like who do I want? And that's 3,800 in midfield. Yeah. Or defender or anything. So it's like, what do I do? And the goalkeeper did not matter to me. I I, I slotted in uh, the, the Tunisian goalkeeper and then just waited until the, the late games. Yeah. Just to go, like, I have something. I, I, I have money. So who knows what I'm going to need to do. But I don't care for any of these goalkeepers. Right, it's a die. It, this is a complete toss up. Uh, so just I'll punt mm-hmm. until the, until the next game and see what happens. I mean, he gave up a goal and was only four points behind Fabianski. So right, right. I mean, he was fine. Yeah, yep. I just didn't rate Senegal that much. Mm-hmm. Like once I wasn't taking the Yang, it's like I'm not taking anyone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And Ospina was expensive, so it's not like. No, they were the biggest favorite, right. so that's why, like, Kate. I, I understand if you took Kata because he fills a forward spot and he's priced. I mean, but you're playing Kazri and Hamas anyway, and Lewandowski, right? and Lewandowski. Yeah, I played Kata and Kazri in mid- midfield spots. Right. Yep. And the t- and the twelve percent of people that faded Hamas in cash. I mean, I guess you're the luckiest people on earth. Um, unless they went Lewandowski, Kata. Well, Hamas only put up one and a quarter points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, All right, let's go to Saturday. Enough of the shenanigans of these four-game slates. Let's go to these very easy two-game slates that are very predictable and nothing can go wrong. Um, I'll say that I'll remind everyone listening that we're recording this Thursday night on the East Coast of the U.S. So anything that comes out Friday... We don't know about yet because it's not Friday. Um, I'm going to take Friday off. I'm excited about it. Unless MLS showdown happens, then it's probably partial day. But anyway, 10 o'clock Saturday morning on the East Coast, France, Argentina, 2 o'clock, Portugal, Uruguay. Um, We don't know the lineups, obviously. I think the biggest question mark on the entire slate is whether Ricardo Quaresma starts or not. That's that's absolutely correct, and it's the late game. Yep. Uh, to put things into perspective on this slate, uh, France, I mean, these games are near pick'em. Yes. France is a slight plus 140 right now, favored over Argentina, who's plus 250. Mm-hmm. Uruguay and Portugal are, I mean, Uruguay's a plus 180. Fa- I mean, they're so close. Yes. Yeah. Together, but both of these games are under. Yes, like both of these games are under two, not under two and a half. Yeah, like the current line right now has uh, the France Argentina game total at about two. 
just at about two. Yeah, I, the Uruguay Portugal game at like one point eight five. I think about three quarters of the matches from now on are going to be unders. Right. I mean, I'm already looking at the Sweden Switzerland line. Yeah, and that, that's that's getting like one and a half. Yeah, practically. Yep. So uh, based on that, uh, I'm I'm going to make a case. Let's see. Maybe I get to the end of uh, not playing Ronaldo or Messi. I I get it. I get okay, it. Okay, which means you don't, you don't agree with me. It's not that I don't agree. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, it, what it, what it, don't what why what would be the reason overall? I know we we will get into the player position by position, but what from a construction perspective? Do you disagree with? Because it has to be for that reason. I think. I think the the reason to fade Ronaldo and Messi, and and let me preface that by saying I think fading Ronaldo is the right move. I think Messi is no. the one you're considering in cash, um, and you can build a lineup with all four set piece takers. Who they are is kind of the problem. Uh, we know at least one of them. We know two of them if Quaresma starts. We sort of may know three of them. And France, I think, is kind of the wild card, but I'm not sure you want one anyway. But you fade Messi and Ronaldo to get all the set-piece takers. But I think Messi does so much more and could be taking some set-pieces that he falls into the category of the, the set-piece takers that you want. So as opposed as opposed to Ronaldo, who just takes shots, right, right, and also Messi is cheaper. He is. Uh, the reasoning against it, I'm gonna, I'm going to make the case. I'm not I'm not saying that that's the optimal play. I'm just saying that that uh, if we both agree with each other, then it's a boring podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also because I made the build with neither of them, and I made the build with Messi mm-hmm. and. I don't mind either of them, mm-hmm. but the sense of that there will be a minimal amount of goals. So getting is like getting a zero, like getting out of all of your lineup points. It may be a low scoring day. Agreed. Like, fantasy wise. But of course that makes goals at a premium. So if it's a high, like if Messi is 65% owned and scores, like you're screwed. Yep. Because I don't see five goals getting scored on this slate. Agreed. Like you're gonna, you, you, how are you, how are you gonna make that up in peripherals on such a short slate mm-hmm. that if you miss the high own goal in cash in GPP, obviously you could fade, right? If you know that uh, these guys are gonna be sixty, seventy percent owned, yeah, that's the whole point of fading a GPP. Mm-hmm. But in cash, I mean, I'd rather block than be dead. Right. So that's that's where I get to your point, but you can make a lineup that you do like, uh, assuming Charisma is in. I actually think uh, the and which is going to be tough because you have to make the decision beforehand, unless we find out on Friday or something that we know the lineups. That if you told me beforehand Charisma will not be in the lineup, mm-hmm. I agree with you completely, because then you can't. Then there's no point. You have to fill another forward spot, and at that point, 
I think Messi is the best option. No matter what, because you're not getting anything by taking out Charisma and replacing him with Cavani. Yep. And going, that's not good. And then you're paying up a defense for no apparent reason. Although you can this late. Sure. But if I if you knew, but I mean, I think uh as you stated first off, for cash, if you know Charisma's in, he is the first guy in my lineup. Agreed. Totally okay? agree. that there's no there's no other player on this board anywhere that you would plug in and go, I it, he that there's not even a close second. Right? For cash, yeah. Right, for cash. Yep. Obviously, for GPP, mash mash on your, your keyboard. Do whatever you want. Plug in whoever you want first. Play Florian Tovan for no apparent reason. <laughs> go, go for it. I mean, obviously in GPP. But the build is some, is different. I think once you put in, if you put in Messi instead of Charisma, I think you're going to have to decide how much you're prioritizing defenders. And even if you don't, I don't know where you could go up to. Like I don't see for here since uh, we're on forward, yeah. we're on forward right now. Yeah, let's do it. Do you do you see a build, a viable cash build, uh, that has Ronaldo and Messi together? No, I don't. Okay, that that's the point that I'm making. Okay, uh, an optimal build. I guess there is a viable one. Viable. I don't. It'll be. I guess maybe there there is a, there is a viable. There, I don't think it's optimal, but whatever. I'm just I'm just looking at the average remaining player salary is 4,600, and I go, you can do that. You'll need a goal out of Ronaldo and Messi, but or each. at least a ton of shots, right? Each, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Ronaldo's I'd like to go through this forward list because if Quaresma doesn't start, I, I, I'm excited to hear who the two forwards you think are worth playing if it's not Ronaldo or Messi. Well, of course, that's why I told you. If Charisma doesn't start, then I'm I'm with you on board with the message. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm still actually anxious. You to still find don't who know the what the second thought you... to Charisma. Okay, uh, uh, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's going to be someone that you yeah. Uh, it's not the person that you're expecting. Oh, thank God. I think you're I'm... I think you're expecting Angel Di Maria, and it's not him. Okay. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to hang up on you if that was the case. Okay, so Ronaldo, you know what you're getting with Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of has to score to make value. He he will take five shots probably. How I mean, Portugal is a slight underdog. I mean, this is a pickup match, mm-hmm. but Uruguay has won all their matches and conceded what? How many? They've played some garbage teams. True, but how many how many uh, goals have they conceded? Um, is it zero? One? Yeah, that's zero. zero. Right? Who would they give up a goal to? I don't know. Right? They played, like, three of the worst teams. In the, I mean, I guess Russia is not one of the worst teams in the tournament, but come on. Like, the, the their three clean sheets is just as much an indication of uh, who they played than their own defense. Okay. But as far as a floor is concerned, who has a higher floor, Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Okay. Well, that's the— okay. But I'm saying that I don't think this this game is not it's not going to be like Portugal's playing a very weaker team. I mean they're, they're technically an underdog. They're the underdog, yeah. Right. So and I'm not a big fan of playing Ronaldo as the underdog as I did against Spain when he hit the hat trick. Right. Uh, so just take that into account. Mm-hmm. 
I think you're. I actually think Uruguay has a better defense than Spain does. Um, that's not saying much. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, sounds like I, Jimenez might not play. Okay, but I, they may play this three-five-two type of yeah. system like they did against Russia. Yeah, I'm not sure Portugal needs to worry about that with Sebastian Coates and Caceres back there. <laughs> Whatever, it's still people that he has to get by. Sure, right? Sure. This is not going to be high-scoring matches. I'm just uh, all I take a look at is that these totals are unders, and I'm paying eleven six for a guy that if he doesn't score, will have eight points. Yep. I mean, he does. He will get eight because uh, I'll have shots and stuff. He'll get fouled, yeah. right? But you're sweating that game, hoping there's not a penalty called, right? If you fade him, you mean? Right, of course. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you're dying for a to, penalty if, if you have him. But compared to Messi, Messi is on the ball more often than Ronaldo is. Sure. Messi could get fouled five times this game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He hasn't been shooting much. No. He's really been passing it around. Mm-hmm. But they are an underdog, small as it is to France. Which I think is accurate. You're right. But I'd play Messi over Griezmann. Yep. I don't even think I'd touch Griezmann at all. I was going to say, I, I might play Ronaldo over Griezmann. Right. The The point that I'm making about Ronaldo is what's really the difference? Uh, I'm, it's going to be weird to say. What's the difference... Uh, point per dollar wise, floor wise, between Ronaldo and Suarez. Um, Suarez will get take three shots. I mean, I think the I mean, it, it's kind of the fundamental. Ronaldo is the only guy versus Suarez has Cavani to take stuff away from him. True. Yes. Whether that's twenty nine hundred dollar difference makes up for it, I guess, but. But I think when you're in this range, like if you're you're trying to pick out the goal, sure. And if you want to if you want to not pick out the goal, I think Messi has the highest floor. And also, I mean, you could pick out his goal too. I mean, like we're not talking about a guy that doesn't score. Like Charisma, you're not playing for that goal he scored against Iran. Sure, that was a bonus. But when you play Suarez. Like, his floor is going to be lower than Messi. Agreed, yeah. And it's going to probably be slightly lower than Ronaldo. Yeah. But I'm just saying that at least if the difference in floor is uh, 5 and 8, like, you're paying 2K more. If you could fit in a di- better player, maybe playing Suarez is better than playing Ronaldo. I get that. Do you, Now, because uh, we're in the top tier range, in cash, what do you think the ownership will be of Ronaldo and Messi? In comparison to one each other. I think uh, Messi will be... Um, I think it depends on Quaresma. If Quaresma starts, and we know that before the slate, I think Messi is twice as owned as Ronaldo. Right, instead of playing two Portuguese players together. Right. Okay, I get that. And I, I think, think Messi's he, like, like in the 60 range. And how about if Quaresma doesn't play? Do you think Ronaldo? Do you think Ronaldo is more or less than thirty-five percent owned in cash? Um, because I think he's higher. I think he's going to be over fifty percent owned in cash. And it's people who had are Messi? playing Ronaldo and Messi. Right, they're going to play both of them. So you think the Ronaldo Messi combo is more popular than Ronaldo anyone else? Yes. Okay, I think then that's Messi. Right. Then Messi anyone else? Oh, I don't think you're going to see Messi Griezmann. 
as much as Messi Ronaldo. Messi Ronaldo, I believe, in cash, will be the most owned combination of, wow. those, of the two forwards. If Quaresma doesn't start. If Quaresma doesn't start, okay. that's correct. How close do you think it is if Quaresma starts? Then you're going to see more. You're going to see, I think, Messi Quaresma is going to be the more popular. Okay. One. But you're still going to see a lot of, trust sure. me, with 4,600 average remaining salary and a lot of center backs, like, you can, this build is possible. Mm-hmm. This this build is absolutely possible, and it could. And hey, hell, it could be optimal, mm-hmm. but it is. I mean, there there there's a way to get there. This isn't like you're picking out substitutes. Mm-hmm. Like you could play starting players in decent positions, and play that lineup. And I think people will. I've seen the lineups that have been the past two weeks. Yeah, right. This is not like picking substitutes in the backup goalkeeper type of situation. They're not priced that high. Right. Enough. And other players are priced down. If you're going to go and pick two, like, I mean, I could do this right now and pick, let's say I go to the buy, you know, I'm picking like Pepe and Varane. Yeah. Now I'm at 53.25. And let's say I, even if I go down and I take Armani, I'm at 56.33. You know, I could start shoving people in now. I could play Charisma also and still a 4,600 for two midfield. I was just about to say, I'm going to raise you and say, I think we might see some Ronaldo, Messi, Quaresma lineups. Right. See, there you go. Now you're on board. I'm not saying that that's optimal. <laughs> I'm, not sa- I'm not saying that I'm playing that. That's not my style. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the best option outside in in this in I think in all the range. I mean, we we're, there's not many forwards to yeah, choose. Yeah, the range from. isn't deep. Though. Uh I think the best other option, like my second forward, is more likely if Charisma's not in, mm-hmm. is more likely to be Mbappe. But Mbappe plays first. Yeah, but I'll know that. Right, but you won't know about Quaresma is what I'm saying. Right, I know. You can't go Messi and Mbappe if after you find out about Quaresma. Yeah, I can because I can play Quaresma in the utility slot. But then, uh-huh. sure, I'm just saying, uh-huh. but then you're playing Messi, Mbappe, and Quaresma. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, okay. and I can do that, right. Right, that's what you have to do. Right. You can do that, and if Quaresma's not in, then who? so be it. Right. I could go other ways also in that game, Uruguay versus Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more pivot. There's more pivots in that game than in France Argentina, in my opinion. I could go up and down more easily in the Ur- in the Uruguay Portugal game. Agreed. With the midfielders that are going to be that should be in the expected line. Yep. Basically for Uruguay, not for. That's correct. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I agree but if, that like, Mbappe... Charisma's not in, you, play, you could play Matinho. Right. And that's going down. And then you could go up. You could go up and down from Guerrero down to a center back. Down, and you, I mean, there's so many more things that you could do in that game if Charisma doesn't start. Yep. That, like, I'm just saying, I'm not prioritizing Mbappe, but, like, I like Mbappe at 8,200 more than Griezmann at 894. Totally agree. Especially uh, if I see Mascherano in for Argentina. Mm-hmm. I don't think Argentina's defense is good. I agree. And I think the person that's most likely to burn them is Mbappe. Agreed. And if they run out this Matuidi on the wing type of lineup or whatever the hell they're going to do, uh, like he'll have half the set piece. He'll have co- a couple of corners. I'm not you playing him necessarily just Dembele? for that. If Matuidi plays instead of Dembele... Because like right. Dembele is the one who's been getting 
that those right. Titles. I have no problem playing Dembele. Yeah, I was right, going to say Dembele might actually be the more attractive one than Mbappe. That's absolutely correct, but I can't guarantee in Dembele's in. I'm more like it's more well, likely first. Mbappe is playing. Yeah, of course I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. like if Dembele's not in, like Mbappe's fine. I I yes for uh, eleven hundred cheaper, I do like Dembele. But still, they don't they, in this range like Charisma. If he's in, he's he's in. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, everyone Cavani. I would not consider agreed. Aguero, uh, no. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think he's in. I mean, but like him, sounds or, like he might I, be. In. I, but I mean, you're not going to play him in cash, no. right? I might play him in Bala? cash over Di Maria if I had to. Right. You're not. You never play Di Maria. I'm not. No. Right. I get why people do. Okay. Viable. Sure. I, I, you have to admit he's viable. He's down to 6,900 yeah. now. Somebody asked me in the Slack chat today what price I would play him at. And I said $1. Okay. I'm not sure that's even true. But you'd play Di Maria over Giroud in cash, right? Uh, yes, I would. Wow, that was a pause. Really? <laughs> Giroud has no floor. I wanted to think of, it was my quick thought of like, can I actually justify this? And I can't. Would you play Di Maria over Higuain if Higuain was starting? I guess. You're right. But you don't want to play either. Right. I'd play Aguero you, over Di Maria. Not would you play, player. how about how about Guedes if he's in? Or Andre Silva? No. They're, no. Come on. Bernardo? Um, no. Pavone? Yes. 4,800? Yes, I would. Yes. Pavone has taken he's, every corner when he's on the field. Right. I don't think he starts. I agree. But if he does, I... I made some bills with Pavone and Charisma, and I still have to go up places. I mean, I, I'm still playing Messi even then. In that in that or, situation, you're playing Messi, Ronaldo, Quaresma, and Pavone. Yeah, that's that, exactly that's mm-hmm. exactly what I was talking yep. about. You play Quaresma in, in a midfield spot. I play Quaresma in a goalkeeper spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so midfield, midfield, everyone is forward eligible. Yes. So uh, we covered. You're going to be playing a lot of guys that are MFs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar's probably not going to start, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about him. I don't expect Carlos Sanchez to start. You think they still do this three-five-two with no Sanchez and no Diarrascada? It worked against Russia. Yeah, and it was Russia, but yeah. If he's okay, uh, if he's in, if they play four-four-two with Rodriguez on one side and Sanchez on the other, do you play Sanchez? Yeah. Okay. I would much rather would play Diarrascada. But these both of these guys are sub risks, no matter what. For each other, right? For each other. Yeah. But def- definitely play. I personally, based on the constructions that I'm looking at, I'd rather them play the three five two. Just so you know, I'd rather neither. Decision. I'd rather not even have to consider these guys in the six K range. Right. I'd rather not. I get that. In the same way of like. Like, I'm not, even if Charisma was not in, I'm not thrilled to play Matinho. Agreed. Would you agree with yeah. that? I've never once he's, rostered Matinho and felt great about it. Right, of course. But I'm just saying, he's definitely a play. I mean, if, if Charisma's not in, mm-hmm. like, he'll be over some dead ball situations. He will get tackles one. I mean, he will accumulate some amount of stats, but typically you're doing it for 4,300, not 5,500. Yeah. Uh, who would you rather play? Terrera. If the lineups are sim- similar in the same uh, the same lineups that were before, mm-hmm. 
I know you're, you're mentioning Lucas Torreira. I haven't even gone up to him. I'm talking about Avar Benega. Oh, yeah, I would definitely. Oh, you're going. Is he below Benega? Oh, he is. Benega's in my lineup. He's like already in. He's already in. If if he plays. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if Pavone is on? Um, you play Pavone, and then you don't even bother playing Benega. Probably. Or now you don't play either. I, I play both. I play Pavone. Over Benega. Yes. If they're both in. Yes. Okay. I don't expect. I expect Benega to be in. Yes. We'll I mean, know. Messi plays well with him. We'll know. Right. He yeah, does. I know. We'll know. But I'm just saying that I think Benega should have been in the lineup since the, the game, first time. game. Right. The whole time to begin. Outrageous that he did not start. Right. Yep. But but yes, if Uruguay runs out the same lineup they did against Russia, I play Lucas Torreira. Over Matinho? Well, because I don't know if Matinho's going to be, if Karezma's going to be. In. It's the same game. Oh, it's the same so game? Let's say, let's say Karezma's out. Do you play Torreira or Matinho? I play Torreira. Me too. But I, I, I'm, I'm making that decision more that I have other Portugal options that I could have exposure to that I'm not taking two Portuguese guys. Yeah, like the guy whose name rhymes with Schmonaldo. That guy. Or, or, or Schmerero. Right, right. Or something like that. Uh-huh. We don't want to give too much spot. away in this podcast. but No. This is free and all, so. Uh, I don't expect Bruno Fernandez. But maybe. Yeah, if he, I mean, he's not a consideration for me if he starts. Right. But the same thing, with, I mean, we'll get that. Joe, Joe Mario is 3,900. Mm. That's the only reason why I, I, I'm, I think Charisma may play. I don't think they need his type of play necessarily. They're, they're, I don't know if they're going to have to break down Uruguay as much as they did against Iran. But Fernandez, I mean, but like all these other guys are hard. They're worthless. Totally and utterly worthless. Joe Mario has looked hard. Mm-hmm. Bernardo has not impressed at all mm-hmm. in any way. Bruno Fernandez is whatever. So I'm like, I'm looking at wings and going, who else are they? Would you rather have Charisma come in? I'm just talking from outside of fantasy. Would you rather have Charisma come in for the last 30 minutes to try to s- save the game or start with him from the beginning? I mean, I would rather start. Well, as fantasy players, we'd rather. No, no, no but I mean, like, wouldn't you rather try to go up than have to scrape back in? Right, I guess so. Are you saying if they can hold it scoreless for 70 minutes and then you Right, can't... right. That's why that, that men- mentality may be, you know, keep charisma on the bench and then play to stalemate. And then if they go down, then charisma comes in. Uh, I... Play to go up. It's not up to us. I know. Uh, Cooney and Mesa probably aren't going to be in, mm-hmm. and if they if they are, I guess they're viable. Uh huh. But I expect with Argentina winning, even though they barely won against Nigeria, they get to run some type of lineup like we just saw. I, I expect it to be from what I've seen from very very unreliable sources on Twitter is that it's going to be the same lineup, but Aguero instead of Higuain. Okay, it wasn't, which I think it wasn't a, that a slightly good. better lineup. It's absolutely the better lineup. Benega, Messi, Aguero. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like that's what they should always have been playing, even with Di Maria. In. Yep. Right. Yep. Just get rid of Mascherano. Oh, they need to get another defensive midfielder. Yeah, they haven't built one yet. So play bigly of that. I mean, but th- there's no one that plays like Mascherano right. does. It's just that he does it really badly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so getting past Christian Rodriguez, I guess if they're playing in the four four two Uruguay. 
Christian Rodriguez for 4,600 is a GPP play. Yes. But you'd rather play Carlos Sanchez on the other side, even though he's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Then if they then if they do play the three five two, uh, we've already said that Terrera, being that he'll be over dead balls more than not, mm-hmm. uh, he's at fifty two hundred more of the play. Yep. But out of Nandez, Vicino, or Bettenker, which one would you rather take? Because they're all about the same price. Yeah, they're all the same price, and they all pretty much do the same thing. Um, right. uh. Nandez hasn't come close to playing 90. Um, and Benton Kerr played 90 twice and then got a little break for his birthday. So I'm going to go with Benton Kerr. Right. That's exactly what I saw. Like, given the choice, uh, I'm going to rank them Benton Kerr, Vizino, and Nandez. Mm-hmm. I think Nandez is probably the more talented player. And just raw talent. Mm-hmm. But... And he and if they're playing three five two, he'll be playing in like kind of that wide position. Right. But how many crosses? I mean, we saw in the, even against Russia. It's none. Right. The there's literally not, zero not. for all three of them. Right. So I'll play the guy that's more likely to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I really uh, play in this range? Who? I'm going to write about it anyway. N'Golo Conte. No, I would. I you're taking my hot take, oh. buddy. Or maybe maybe you're taking or I'm taking. Yeah, your it hot sounds takes. like you're taking mine. I think you're right. I'd almost rather play Conte over Bettinger. I, I I play him all over any of the Uruguay midfielders not named Carlos Sanchez or uh, Diarrasqueda. I th- I think Conte may be the in the in the bottom. I mean, you're really at the bottom. I mean, you're literally literally at the yeah bottom. yeah. There's a hundred dollars from the minimum for thirty two hundred. You're get you're gonna get five points. Mm, uh, in, in this match against Argentina, mm-hmm. he's he's basically like Argentina possessed the ball at their feet. Mm-hmm. Conte could cover the entire field and is the possibly the best tackler in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So that's though it's not like they're uh, Con- I, I never like Conte. I mean, Conte's not a fantasy producer to begin no, with. Not not on so DraftKings. Like, right, not on DraftKings. So yeah, FanDuel sure. But Conte it's not Conte has no ceiling. Correct. Unless he has one goal a year or something like that. He has a, he has a uh, 5 point floor. Let, let's call a it a four-point point floor and a five-and-a-half-point ceiling. Or maybe eight-point ceiling. Eight sounds very aggressive. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> but it's 3,200. Eight is with a goal somehow. Right, right. <laughs> Seven fouls committed. But it's 3,200. But we see in the Premier League where the bot, like Conte is uh, you know, playing for Chelsea, and they're playing bottom teams, but the bottom teams go wide and cross the ball. Right. And Chelsea own possession. Mm-hmm. And when the ball's in the air, uh, Conte is not a big guy. No. Uh, it's kind of astonishing how small he is. Right. It's astonishing when you, when you see him next to people mm-hmm. going, he's the beast. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, right. But when the ball's on the ground, he's quite possibly the best defensive midfielder in the world. Mm-hmm. And also just covering. Like, yeah. Me- like, he's going to, like, if you take him and Messi, you covered all of uh, the tackles won and fouls drove right. both ways, right? Conte most likely will be winning a tackle on Messi. Right. And Messi will commit the, the, the draw foul. You'll get, like, double bonuses. You'll get a half a point for the fouls. You don't get points for committing the foul, though. No, you get negative points. Right. I'm just saying that that's going to be the matchup. So you play Conte over a probably out of position on the wing Enzo Perez. 
Perez, excuse me. If he even plays. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he might. He started the last one. Uh, now get at it. I'll play Conte over Perez. Yeah, of course. Perez has no has no 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just he's there and he was on the wing last time, so people started asking. What happens okay, in the situation? I can't believe we're I mean it's a two game slate. What else are we gonna yeah. analyze? And we're talking about the differences between three K level players. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this could be useful for GPP. If you're going in putting Ronaldo uh, Messi lineups or, you know, you're stacking studs, Griezmann, Giroud, whatever you want up top, Suarez, like, you, it's possible you're making a lineup with, like, three of these guys. Yes. And it may be the difference of, like, two points here or there mm-hmm. that could take down a GPP. Yeah. But two points what matters are your when thoughts? the winning GPP is 58. Right, of course. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think they're going to run it out, but I wouldn't be surprised against Argentina if they run Zanzi and Conte together. Mm. I mean, I still like Conte more than Zanzi. Yeah, yeah, I'm not playing in Zanzi. Right, but, I, but you have to admit that at least slightly downgrades Conte. Sure. Okay, sure. I just want I just wanted to make, right. I, I knew the answer was going to be, uh, really? Uh, okay, sure, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I just at least want to mention that. I don't think that happens. I think they're going to, you know, I think it'd be more likely Matuidi right. would be there. that's right. Mm-hmm. Between but I get it. That, I get the Inzanzi or even Talizo. But he right. hasn't. He's barely played. Right. Is really. If Matuidi's in, I I still play Conte at thirty two hundred over Matuidi at thirty five. Oh yeah. In cash. Oh yeah. In GPP, you play Matuidi. Ugh. Come on. But Matuidi at least has more of a shot of scoring a goal. Yeah. Find you find somebody anybody else. Right. I still maybe I play Bentinger. Right. 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 Exactly. I can't believe we just spent five minutes assessing the difference between like five or six different thirty under four K level players. Yeah. Two game slates are fun. Yeah, let's go to defense. Uh, we've got guys to pay up for, but I don't know if you need to. We haven't seen any huge crossing games out of Guerrero or Cedric. Sadibi was good in their last game, but. It was still six points, basically, without the clean sheet. Mendy's not going to start. The Uruguay guys, I I don't think we're going to even see them see the fullback start. And you just start making your way down, and all of a sudden you're in center back range again. Right. I think the consideration, I mean, this is not a great consideration, but as far as the Portuguese fullbacks, uh, you would play the Portuguese fullbacks more likely if Caresma was not in mm-hmm. Because they would be the ones providing the whip. Yeah, but even still, okay. I'm just I'm just mentioning. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm not rushing to play Rafael Guerrero, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that Charisma is the one that. I mean, then, but that's kind of the Portuguese game. I'm more likely to play Sadibi. He's the only one over... I would pay up for. Right, and I consider Guerrero and Cedric paying up for. How about Salvio, if he's in? I don't think he's going to be, but... They'll play Mercado in that role? Right. And, and you don't play Mercado? No. Even though he got the assist? On a perfect cross. Right. Even though he's not a cross. Right. But yeah. But, but you don't play... Ta- uh, Tagliafico compare, is... Uh, no. Right. How about Tagliafico? He'll be a center back, so no. Right. He's a, he's a center back over 4,000. In a game that's not going to be scoreless. Like, these games will be low scoring, but, like, if you're going in thinking, like, oh, I'll get, just get a clean sheet here. It's like, good luck. 
if the match, this is for, uh, since we're in the knockout round, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a draw. Can you go over uh, qualifications for clean sheet for a defender and the goalkeeper and everything when it comes to extra time? I believe all clean sheets for defenders and goalkeepers are the 90 minutes and extra time does not matter. The stats matter, but the clean sheets are decided after 90 minutes. And you sure about that? I was fairly sure, and now you're making me question it so I can look it up. Well, I just want to make sure you're sure. I was sure. Now I'm hesitantly sure. I take it back. Goalkeeper win oh win stat is determined by the score right. after regulation or extra time. Uh, this is good podcasting here. Well, I want to make sure the st- it's correct. Yeah, must allow the goalkeeper defender must play sixty minutes. The player's team, regardless if he's playing, must allow zero goals over the course of regular time and extra time to qualify. I stand right. corrected. Okay, that's what I thought. You said it so confidently. Yeah, I like, thought that was I'm the case. Pretty sure you're wrong. I thought that was the case. So they have to get a clip. They have to 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they only have to play 60, like just like normal. Right. I just knew people are going to ask yep. as far as because what's going to happen is that it's going to go to penalties, and then one team's going to win on penalties, and then they're going to go, "Where's my goalkeeper win bonus?" And like you don't get it. Right. Like, but you get your it, clean once sheet once the 120's over. As yeah, long yeah, as clean sheets, of course. Right, as long as it's score, right, yeah. of course. Yep. My it's also possible. It's also possible if a defender comes off and then another defender comes in and plays over 60 minutes and the team never concedes a goal that that defender gets a clean right, bonus. Right, right, the sub one does. Right, but feel free to go, uh, <laughs> go roster substitute defenders. Yeah. I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention for, yep. you know. Cause My mistake. That, But that's also a consideration. We see this in Champions League. The consideration of uh, who's coming off mm-hmm. in a game that's tied understand that like the early sub risks you have to weigh in another maybe five percent ten percent of if this game goes to to extra time that's 30 more minutes that they've missed there's a zero percent chance Quaresma plays 120 Uh, who knows they would have to have all three subs due to injuries for Quaresma to play 120 right and even then he'd probably be just walking right that's when he plays goalkeeper. Right. That's when you shove him in there. Yeah. And Patricio starts sending in crosses. So you're going to play two two center backs in cash? I think I'm paying up. Oh. For who, though? Sidibe and Guerrero? Those would be the two. Yeah. Right. But it would be in a lineup with no Ronaldo. Like, that's the point that I'm making. It's like you could, you can go up for fullbacks. Are they worth it, though? But they will. They, I mean, would you rather Sidibe or Benega? I'd rather Benega. Right. Yeah, but I can have both of them. Sure. Right. I'm just saying that, like, let's say I pay down. Let's say, let's say I, I take to like, let's let's put in. I'm pretty sure this two, entire conversation convinced me to play Ronaldo, Messi, and Quaresma. Oh, I, I've done the opposite way. I I started the podcast with yeah. You're not going to play either of them, and now you're playing both of yeah. them. Yeah, I was always playing Messi. Or okay. Always, now, as in the 35 minutes before we started podcasting and I made a lineup. It was a little longer than that. Right. See, yeah, I'm more, I'm more likely... See, 
I'm putting together my lineup and like it has no Ronaldo in mm-hmm. it. And I'm paying. There's and, just going to be a lot then, of like, is are the guys that I'm getting by fading Ronaldo getting me to Ronaldo? Like hit if production. he doesn't score, right? If he doesn't score, sure. Yeah, but you know my style, sure. I I fade the goals. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's not been working out for right. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you see a? What did you think Ronaldo's floor was? Eight? You said earlier. Yeah, probably on shots. And do you see an eight-point floor from Carlos Sanchez against Portugal? Why not? Bunch of crosses. How many crosses is he getting against Portugal? Against Uruguay. Uh, sorry. No, he plays for Uruguay. Carlos Sanchez against Portugal. Oh, Carlos Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some? Some is the correct answer, yes. Right. I'm just saying. You're, I, this is all moot. Like, what happens if Charisma's not? Okay, let's go under the assumption then, that Charisma doesn't start. Then what do you do? Messi Ronaldo. You're still doing Messi Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure you get the points from the two players you're getting. Like it's it comes down to Ronaldo and N'Golo Conte or Carlos Sanchez and I'm I'm expecting Carlos Sanchez. I don't even expect oh, okay. that. Say say Lucas Torreira. Sure. Torreira and uh, Mbappe and that's not even equivalent because those guys cost more like I think you have a very difficult time filling forward spots filling the second forward spot because if you're going to play Messi if you think Messi is one of them that's fine but like M- Mbappe right so Messi Mbappe which is uh, 19,000 versus Ronaldo at 11-6 and uh, whoever you play Torreira that way. Yeah, but I could play Torreira without Ronaldo. Right, but you're playing Torreira without Ronaldo. You're playing Torreira with Mbappe or Torreira with Ronaldo. Which one do you want? It's really, you're, you're getting Guerrero. That's what you're getting. Well, I'm getting two of them. Yeah, you're getting Guerrero instead of... Or Matinho. I'm getting Matinho, probably, maybe, something like that. Awesome. I, I, I get what you're saying. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. No, yeah, I, I don't, don't. I'm not playing stupid. I know, I know the. I, I'm looking at your build. I'm looking at the build that I'm trying to do without whatever. Mm-hmm. And your see here. Here's the the difference that you have to the mindset difference. Uh, it, it may end up with you having the right answer. What What's interesting about this is that your Ronaldo floor is higher than mine. Like eight points feels high for me for Ronaldo. Okay, six. Maybe I just kind of assume everybody's floor is a little lower, except for Messi. And I just assume Quaresma's floor is 75. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to admit to you, like, the way that I put together my lineup, unlike yours, I look at and go, if no goals get scored, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm cashing. There's absolutely no way. I, I, there's no way I don't unless someone gets injured. That I don't get over the cat. If if both games are nil nil and penalties, I have no problem with my lineup whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I look at your lineup and go, and this is this is the point that I'm going to make, which it makes 
it sound like my approach is so horrible, but from like a game theory quote perspective of if Messi's going to be 50% plus at least, and Ronaldo's going to be 50% plus at least, if we make that assumption, it'll change if we don't make that assumption. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're making the assumption that both will be over 50% owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, if either of them score, my lineup is dead. Yep. If neither of them score, your lineup is still alive. Yes. Because they're both so highly owned. I don't even and look at win. it. I mean, that as well. Yes. Um, the the way I look at the lineup. So your lineup is not without both of them. It's without Ronaldo. Right. It's just without right. Ronaldo. So it has right. Messi. Yes. So the the way I'm looking at it is the lineup you have without Messi needs a goal somewhere to, because I just don't think the floors are high enough. It needs a goal somewhere to counteract a Ronaldo goal. Right. Or a Messi goal. Like I, you can make the same line of like, let's say you're like, well, I'd rather play Ronaldo over Messi. Then we're still, it's still the same, same, same argument. argument. You're yes. playing, you're playing one of those two forwards. Yes. If you play neither of the two forwards at high owners, that, that's, I think that's why projecting, what it's going to be. That's why, ha- if you know what go what's going on with charisma, it would make it so much easier. Mm-hmm. I guess I just I, I don't see enough floor players, even in it's particularly in forward, to fill the other spot without charisma and without Ronaldo, and then the money that but you're I, getting in midfield. I don't think you're getting the floor points. But I don't you you you're I'm I'm oh, maybe I'm rating Dembele or. Mbappe higher. The problem I look at in this lineup is that, like, although they're pick 'em games, France and Uruguay are the favorites. Yet it seems like I'm playing Portugal and Argentina. Yes. France is very hard to play. Right, because their their production is just like who who's going to be it's whoever. The guy. Right, anybody right, can score. Whoever. They don't really score that much anyway. Right, Argentina or Portugal are easy. You peg it on like two guys. Right. But they're not even floor guys. Right, but they're not even floor. Like, Charisma's the floor guy. Like, Argentina, like, Benega, I guess, at 5,400. Maybe. I I would argue that Benega and Messi are the floor guys for Argentina. And the floor guys for Portugal are Quaresma if he starts and Ronaldo Ronaldo if he he doesn't. I don't put Guerrero and, and Cedric there. Or Matinho. I put them all behind Benega. Okay. And you can play two of them. I get it. Like, what do you... I guess that's the difference. If you don't play Ronaldo, your midfield is going to be Benega and Matinho instead of Benega and N'Golo Conte. Right. So does Conte and Ronaldo outscore Benega and Mbappe? Maybe. Right, it's maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. But if they're right. but, But if their floors are the same, meaning maybe they outscore them, maybe they don't, why not play Ronaldo? Why not? Because you're not. There's no upside. You have the same floor with lower upside. And then you just have to hope your center backs are fine. <laughs> I I I guess. What is this podcast turning into? It's a reasonable discussion about whether you should play Messi and Ronaldo. On a oh no! I think it's right. I definitely think it's a reasonable discussion. It just it feels it, it feels like the World Cup is just like fried our brains, mm. right? 
Just like, okay, typically we go into like like Premier League slates where it's like, okay, I'm going to take like Christian Eriksen. Right, yeah. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. I mean, when he was on Swansea, I guess. I mean, this is a champ. This t- is a Champions League semifinal slate. It's two games, two very right. good teams, bunch of good players. Who do you take? Right, and then then we're making cash lineups with the two highest goals goal dependent guys and center back. I wouldn't say they're the highest goal dependent guys. Mbappe is much more goal dependent than Messi. Okay, but he's also cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. It's just that don't you at least can you at least uh, appreciate the the kind of like like bizarro world we're talking. Yes, I agree. Like your lineup, the the way that you're framing it, if you combine expected points versus uh, the risk tolerance versus everything, your lineup that with Ronaldo, Messi, and even Charisma if he's in. Uh, may be optimal. Like, I'm not discounting that whatsoever, but it just sounds odd where it's For like, sure. play the two high-priced forwards that are priced enough where they need to score and two center backs. <laughs> and that's, an, that that's obviously, you lo- that's your cash yeah. lineup. When in fact, like, we're used to in other leagues, just like, like you would never do yes. that. Or you could, but I mean, you would never play both like, of them, right? Yeah, they'd, but something would happen. Some type of bust would happen, and some guy that has eight, some guy that's racking up eight points in each spot beats you. Right. I guess that's, that's why that's what always... I'm saying is I don't, I just don't see that many eight point floors on this slate. You don't see that much accumulation that it could make up for one exactly. Goal. Like typically, we're even on these four game slates. Like if a chalk guy gets a goal. Like you can make that up in other spots. If they get two goals, you're dead. Right. But I mean, we've seen like like when Kane got the hat trick. You're not making that up mm-hmm. in peripherals elsewhere. But like if you know, like Cavani scores a goal and he's, you know, thirty percent owned. Like you can make up those points elsewhere. Right. 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 You can make up like. But we're mentioning the fact that there may not be many, if any, goals on this slate, mm-hmm. and it, the most likely guys to score. Are Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, I, I think the way I look at it is also a positional thing that if you look at the list of, of midfielders and you could even open it to the forwards that you can play as a midfielder, how many guys on that list have a six-point floor, a realistic six-point floor? Why not? I, I see. Why not? No, I'm saying why how many? How many? It's probably like Benega. If you if you want to include Di Maria, go right ahead. Okay, let's include him. Why not? Carlos Sanchez, who we don't think plays, right? right. So if we don't think he plays, let's keep him off. So we have Benega and Di Maria. And you want to include Matinho? Yeah. Okay. The list ends right there. Right. So those are the only guys that realistically have peripheral points to make up Ronaldo. And you can play one of them with Ronaldo and Messi. Possibly two of them if Quaresma doesn't start. So now you're only banking on one of those guys to make up the points that you're getting the difference between Mbappe and Ronaldo. Like that's my problem with with not being able with not playing Messi and and Ronaldo is I just don't think there are enough 
peripheral guys left on this. Right, you don't think like you don't think Torreira, Benega, Matinho, Sanchez, if he was in, you can only play three of those he, guys. Right, and same for Charisma. Right. So like, there are only three guys that you can pick, and it's really only two because you can probably pay, take one of those guys with Ronaldo and Messi, and that's if Quaresma starts. Right. So you're. But I'm looking at a lineup right. I'm looking at a lineup right now, mm-hmm. that zeroes out, uh-huh. that has three of those guys, mm-hmm. Messi, Mbappe, and paying up a defender. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying you're getting like four points from those guys. So the, the, the basically you're, you're saying like, I'm assuming, let's say, assume Charisma's gone. Mm-hmm. That makes it, this conversation at least easier. Cause you don't have to worry about his floor and a forward eligible spot. Right. So like right now I have like Mbappe and paying up a defender. And then I could switch off to Ronaldo and then pay really down at the, like I could like pay really down at defender. So the difference is, is that do I think I'm going to get enough crossers out of the fullback at crosses slash clean sheet bonus or whatever out of the fullbacks plus Mbappe to equal a Ronaldo goal? Or even a Ronaldo floor. Eight point floor. Right. So let's say Ronaldo has eight points and Mbappe has five. Okay. How about paying up, let's say, like guys like Sidibe, mm-hmm. the Portuguese fullbacks. If Ronaldo gets eight points, my lineup's fine. My lineup's better. Okay. Or I'm calling, quote, my lineup. Right. I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. The only thing that... It the, makes N'Golo uh, Conte uh, move. Right, of course it yeah. does. But but the, the point that I'm making, I'm arguing from the perspective of ownership more so than raw score. Okay. I think my lineup has a higher, if you ran it out 200 times, higher expected value in the long run. The question is, is that playing up again, it depends. If if you tell me Ronaldo's 80% owned, I'm playing him. Sure. Like, that's just that, like, that. you tell me he's 30% owned, I'm less likely. Okay, to. that's fair. Say for, say for, like, it's more, it's more of that. Yeah. But if you're gonna t- if you're gonna if we we you, you could project ownership at a level in which do I take this what I consider at least slightly higher expected value to decrease my variance mm-hmm. in the fact that I'd rather fade the goal than take the goal, but if it's a high owned goal on a slate that may not have many if any goals, right? It's 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 a it's a yin yang type of thing for me. It's like I'm trying to think of two directions in the same way because you go. Well, if there's not going to be many goals, like the floor players, just take, just go balanced, play as if no goals get scored, like that should be the highest score, if you think in that those terms. But then you go, well, if there's not going to be many goals, any goal that gets scored is just magnified right. by so much because it may be a fifth of anyone's score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if that goal is high owned, you are dead. If it's low owned, it doesn't matter. Right. If it ends up being a you know a substitute, like it could, yeah, be, it could hey, be, yeah, it could be a substitute. Sure. It, these games could be nil nil, and and you know uh, Bernardo comes in 
and then scores, and then that's it, and the other game goes to penalties or something. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like yeah. it could be. I guess I I look at it that I think those floors are the same in terms of raw points. I think Ronaldo and N'Golo Kante is the same as Matinho and Mbappe. And if I'm getting the same floor, why not take the side with, with upside? Or at least the side with ownership. I don't. I haven't even thought about that yet. Right. But I think it's the side with the upside. You don't think Mbappe has uh, has upside? Not Ronaldo upside. No. Okay. Sorry. Although maybe if there's only one goal, maybe he does. I right. Right. Yeah, Ronaldo may be the only goal on this whole slate, and just you have to have him, and that's it. Could be Mbappe. Right. It also could be that you don't paying off an eleven six price tag could be eight points. Right. Like we start talking, like will he be able? To, he needs to get a goal. Well, that's on a normal right. slate with a whole bunch of goals and points being right. scored. If you're winning a GPP with fifty eight points and you've got a twelve from a goalkeeper because of a Bernardo goal off the bench, right? Then yeah, eight right. points for eleven six is great. Right. If the, if the if the high if the high score is is sixty five, like your lineup just has to make like one point one five x, and that's right. it. All together. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you have Varane that gets, like, if, if you know, a, a, a Meza comes in off the bench and scores in that game and Argentina wins one nothing, and it busts Varane's clean sheet, but Varane has, like, two points mm-hmm. from tackles, like, that may be, that, that, that may be fine. Yep. Like, that may be enough for that if there's less goals scored on the slate. Right. right. Just weighing it all mm-hmm. out. All goalkeepers are equal. Uh, I think uh, Patricio. I wrote about Patricio. Gonna, I think Patricio will be the highest on. I agree, and not because of Patricio, but because people won't be playing Suarez and Cavani or Cavani. That's yeah. correct. All right. If anybody has any follow-up questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. And for me, you can find me at Rotowire Andrew. Available on the Rotowire Slack chat. We had a few more people join today, Thursday, uh, in preparation for the knockout round. So if you'd like to get in, just hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open now after finally getting enough slack or flack from Jordan to open them so people could stop bothering him. And you can come to me. So, Jordan, thank you for all that. Enjoy tomorrow, the day off, and I'll talk to you on Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.